Hey everybody and welcome back to Steve's NRL Footy Tips. I am currently going through every team's season preview and today I'm going to be looking at the St. George Laura Dragons and their chances in 2023. If you haven't, go back. Make sure you go back and check out the other season previews I've done so far. I've done teams like the Bulldogs, the Tigers, the Warriors, the, the Titans. There's teams with expectation there, but I'm working my way through last year's ladder and Give my thoughts on where every team's going to finish this year. And make sure you guys check out my Round 1 prediction show. Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 1. It will drop Tuesday night. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. We're less than one week away from the NRL now. And uh, the season will start with some blockbuster matches in Round 1, including the Eels versus the Storm, the Panthers versus the Broncos, and the Rabbitohs versus the Cronulla Sharks. So, plenty to look forward to. But as I mentioned, today I'm looking at the St. George Illawarra Dragons. And, well, I mean, there's been a lot of negativity coming out of this Dragons offseason. There's been off-field dramas, whether it's, you know... And, again, these dramas might have been taken out of hand, especially this one, the um, alleged uh, blue that two players had in Mudgee. Uh, we've had off-field incidents with Amone and, and Molo. And, you know, generally, there's a lot of talk around the NRL that this is, could be a disaster of the Dragons. They could potentially win the Wooden Spoon for the first time in the St. George Illawarra Dragons history. So, um, a lot of negativity going around about the Dragons. But, we look back at 2022, and at the start of last year, the Dragons had a lot of negativity around them as well, and they were heavily tipped to win the Wooden Spoon. They finished 10th on the ladder with 12 wins and 12 losses, and what Griffin managed to do last year was, you know, they only won one of their first five games, and he really tried to, um, I guess, uh, develop some of these young players, put them through first grade, the likes of Amone and, and Sloan. And during the course of the season, he couldn't maintain that, especially someone like Tyrell Sloan. So he brought in some more experienced players, and they ended up having a little bit of a resurgence. And they won as many games as they lost last year. And, you know, there were some bad periods, as I mentioned. They only won one of their first five last year. They really went in a post-origin slump where they won, um, where they lost every game between round 17 and round 22. And, you know, generally what cost the Dragons last year was their inconsistency. And some weeks they'd be really up for it, like an Anzac Day last year where they usually rise and they really... Rose in that occasion, they end up beating the Sydney Roosters, and that just showed you the potential that that team had last year. But often at times, it was heavily reliant on Ben Hunt, who, in my opinion, should have been the Dalian medalist last year. He was outstanding all year round, whether it be in State of Origin or, you know, really carrying the Dragons' attack for the majority of the season. So um, this year, as I mentioned, there's a lot of... Um, a lot of thoughts around the rugby league community that Dragons could really struggle. And, you know, Ben Hunt, once again, will probably find that he has a lot on his shoulders that will determine how far the Dragons are to go in 2023. But he needs help around him. He can't just be the Ben Hunt show. And let's be honest, at times in 2022, he probably could be accused of doing it. Uh, being so, Anthony Griffin is under a lot of pressure heading into the 2023 season. There's talk that he could be the first coach gone. Um, and, you know, whether it's someone like Jason Rolls or or Des Hasler have come in to replace him, the fact is the Dragons need to start the season on fire and, you know, really make a statement to say that we're not going to be what the media and, and the fans think we are this year and we've got a lot more to offer um, than being strugglers all year round. So... You know, the players that they've gained this year, there's no 
huge stars, but there's a couple handy, handy signings in particular. Jacob Little comes over from the West Tigers, and um, I actually was at Wynn Stadium a couple weeks ago, and I saw that their trial against St. Helens, before St. Helens obviously went on and beat Penrith for the World Cup Championship, and Jacob Little in both trials, very impressive. Um, I think that the service that he will add from dummy half will be um, a really good, positive contribution to the Dragons lineup. Andrew McCulloch was a great servant of the game for many years, but I think near the end of his career, you know, he had tackled himself into the ground so much so that attack um, that he had near the start of his career and that running game kind of disappeared as time went on, and especially for the Dragons. So, um, little bit handy. They've also signed a couple of forwards in Murdoch Masilla and Zane Musgrove. But, yeah, I mean, they're pretty much using the same squad that they had for a number of years now. And um, if we go and look at their predicted team for round two, because the Dragons are the team that have the buy in round one. So they've actually got, you know, two weeks to put everything together. And really, they need it. Because if you look at that charity shield a week ago and the, you know, the annual contest between the Dragons and the Rabbitohs, the Rabbitohs were up 32-0 in that game. And, you know, the Dragons didn't look like firing a shot. And they had opportunities, the Dragons. CS weren't fantastic. They made a lot of errors, the Rabbitohs, especially in that second 20 minutes of the first half. And the Dragons had plenty of football on CS line, and they couldn't find a way through to, to score points. And they seemed kind of directionless in attack. Also concerning was their defense coming out of that game, and they leaked points easily. Guys like Davey Mwali were crashing over. Tom Burgess... People that don't really score many tries in the NRL because the defense was so soft at the middle. So Anthony Griffin's got his work cut out for him before round one. And, um, you know, as we get close to the season and when they start performing, if they start racking up losses, then the pressure is going to really mount, not just towards Griffin, but to the whole organization. Um, there's been talks over the last few years that, you know, the Dragons, the St. George side and the Illawarra side don't necessarily get along. And, you know, the player, the roster probably isn't up to scratch compared to a lot of other teams in this competition. So, um, you know, it could have a resounding impact, not just from Griffin, but working your way through the whole club. It, uh, there could be an argument to be made if the Dragons really struggled this year. Maybe they should just put the cleaners through the whole club and start a refresh from the top of the business to the bottom. So, um, yeah, I mean, looking at their predicted round two team, Torrell Sloan will be the fullback, and he did struggle in the Charity Shield. And, you know, Cody Ramsey being injured for the whole year, not going to help the Dragons either. Uh, their wingers, Matt Feigoy, Michaeli Ravalala, the centers, Lomax and Moses Suley. In the halves, Jaden Sullivan. Now, he's going to be playing starting the year at 5'8", most likely, because Amone has been stood down in the no-fault policy that the NRL have come in due to some... Um, off-field discretions. Ben Hunt will be the, the halfback, as I mentioned. Their forward pack, NRL.com thinks it will be Molo and Blake Laurie as the props. I've, I've heard rumours that the Bellin could be starting the year in the prop position. Little will be the hooker. The second role is Jack Bird, who's racing the clock to be fit for round two. Jaden Sewer and Jack DeBellin, the NRL version of the team, have him at lock on the bench. Embi, Musgrove, Murdoch, Masilla, and Aaron Woods. Outside of that 17, I've mentioned Amone. He stood down. Cody Ramsey's out for the entire campaign. Um, they've got also got the likes of Fulamanu, Billy Burns, Max Guy, Jaden Hunt, who's got wraps on him, um, and Ty Ty Mogo, Michael Molo. So, I mean, looking at this 1-17, to 17, as I went through it, I mentioned a lot of, uh, I guess, issues that the squad has. 
Is Sullivan the answer at six? Is Sloan the answer at one? Is Jack Bird a second roller? I'm not convinced he is. The Ford pack for me just doesn't have the oomph that a lot of other teams do. I mean, they did a reasonably higher than expectations job last year, but you look at this squad and you look at the depth, and I just don't see it this year. I just think the Dragons, unfortunately, are really going to struggle. And I mean, it's a really a defining year for a lot of these players in this squad. I mean, even guys like Lomax, he didn't have the best season last year, and I think he should have a lot to prove this year. Jack Bird, obviously, he's had his injury problems, and he has been playing full seasons, but compared to what we saw five, six years ago, it's safe to say that he probably hasn't delivered to as much as he would like. Um, guys like the Bellin, who, you know, the club has put so much faith in some of these guys with the off-field problems that he needs to stay on the field, and he needs to do his best he can to lift and show, really raise the standards of this uh, this Dragons forward pack, because he is a veteran in the side now, so um, I don't want to be too doom and, and gloom for the Dragons, but Man, you look at you look at this squad and you, you compare it on paper anyway to a lot of other teams in the competition. And for me, it's the worst side on paper in the competition. Ben Hunt is going to have to be outstanding for the Dragons to even be in a lot of these games. And, you know, it's unfair, um, you know, if Ben Hunt's not there to, to throw guys like Sullivan and, and the like, like Sloan under the under the bus and say, you need to perform, you need to pull now, because they're, they're still developing in their NRL careers. They're still trying to become regular first graders, but that spine, I mean, for me, I just feel like the Dragons have a squad where, you know, where where's the money going? Other than Ben Hunt, who's the, the top paid at the Dragons? I just don't know how they've assembled this team. Anthony Griffin, as I mentioned, he's going to be under a lot of pressure. Um, and the Dragons in general are going to be under a lot of pressure to perform. And you look at their early run to start the season, and, you know, by round one, like I mentioned, the Dragons won't have a better opportunity to start the season well than, you know, some of their early games. They've got the Titans twice in the first six weeks, and while I think the Titans are a really exciting young side, those should be winnable games for the Dragons. They've got the Dolphins early on, um... They've got someone like the Broncos, who, again, the Broncos, I think they're going to have a much improved year, but you know what I mean? They're not versing the likes of Penrith or Melbourne or East or CFs early on. So, really, the Dragons, they have no no reason um, but to uh, but to make an immediate impact and, and try to create something at their season. Because, as I mentioned, the longer it goes on, the players and the coach are going to be under immense pressure if the Dragons don't start hot in 2023. So, I've got the Dragons getting the wooden spoon in 2023. Do you think I've got this completely wrong? Do you think I'm being too harsh on the Dragons? Do you think they're a team that could surprise a lot of people like they did last year? I mean, they won 12 games last year, and a lot of predictions, a lot of teams, people were predicting to to get the wooden spoon last year. I mean, could they be a surprise packet? Uh, who knows? But uh, I, I just don't see it this year, and I think that they have to really go through a big rebuilding phase to get this club back to being a premiership contender because, let's be honest, we look back to 2010, they haven't been a premiership contender. They haven't even been close. I think they've made the finals, what, since 2011, since Wayne Bennett left that premiership winning club, they've made the finals twice, I think, in, in 2015 and in 2018. So, really, for a side with the history that the Dragons have, 
that's not good enough. So, uh, hopefully for you Dragons fans, they go a lot better than a lot of people, including myself, are predicting in 2023. All right, that is Steve's season preview for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Make sure you check out my other season previews. Support the podcast. Uh, follow me on Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook for all the latest updates and to subscribe wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcast. I'll see you next time on Steve's NRL Footy Tips.